0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Spiritual Dad podcast. Here we go, a research project on living in the moment while getting shit done. Because we really need to get shit done all the time. And we gotta figure out how to do it being here. Right here. Yes. The best place to be, right? Alright, so my name is Derek McKinley. I am your host. It gets a little bit weird, gets a bit wacky, but it's definitely always resourceful. Um, Every episode has grown my heart, has helped me grow my heart and open it. And I hope this will be the same for you on your spiritual adventure in parenting or just adulting in general. Um, I am so excited. Here we go. My first guest of the podcast. Wow. I've got my meditation and yoga teacher here. All the way from Pranashanti Education Center, Devinder Oh my goodness. So you'll see me gushing in this podcast or you'll hear it if you're listening. It is ridiculous because I look up to this person so much. Devinder is such an uplifting, beautiful soul. Um, you can just feel it when you're just talking to her that she is just so all about the good, the good energy. She's just got it, you know, and, but the reality too. And and you'll learn in this podcast as I did, um, how much wisdom there is in, uh, in, in knowing and including everything like not just not just all the good good vibes you know the other vibes too and and looking at it right and feeling it like nothing like yoga to tell you when you're in a tough posture especially in yin or something um, how how that can really 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 be beneficial after right so going through it Um, no spiritual bypassing here obviously there is you know um, great great suffering in the world this last little while and it's not about glancing over that or, or even not recognizing it. It's all about actually looking at that and then trying to deal and process it with what happens to you inside um, and how that matches up with your, you know, your your moral values, your spirituality, your parenting, everything. Right? All of these. This life is hard. Okay. <laughs> so here is a, a wonderful uh, opportunity. This podcast is a wonderful way to get some tools and tips on how we can live in the moment and get shit done. Um, in an uplifting and peaceful way.
1: Hello, Devinder. Hi, it's working.
2: It's working. (laughs) Of course it is. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thank you so much for taking this time. My goodness.
2: I'm so excited about this. This is so much fun.
0: Yeah, I I just I've been wanting to do this for a while. And I just uh, I've had a lot of dads and moms actually just talk to me because I'm with kids a lot working in my job. So they, they ask me really personal questions sometimes about like, my spirituality. Oh. And, and so I, I feel like I, I'm a bit of a blabbermouth, and I'll just go blah, 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 blah. All, all this stuff, Hanuman and like, and they're just like, what? So I figured I'll do a podcast and I can get a whole bunch of really people that know how to uh, really interesting people that have affected me in that realm. And also put it in one big thing I can share with people. So nice. There we nice. go. Yeah. And I'm so happy you're the first one.
2: <laughs> oh my God. I feel so Special and honored. Wow. I'm, wow. This is super exciting.
0: I'm the one who's honored for sure. sure. The real technology test is happening. And because you're so good at it too, with your, your live stream, your virtuals, right? So,
2: well, you know, technology, it's, it's interesting, right? You know, you never know how things are going to
0: go. <laughs> I know it is Mercury's in retrograde right now too. I, I just realized oh, yeah. should just waited until October 19th or whatever to do that. <laughs> <laughs> all these like forces against me, but no, it's going to be great.
2: We just got to <laughs> dive in. Uh
0: How are you today? Anyways, how's your day going?
2: My day is good. Yeah, Um started early, which is great. And uh it's very fall like, which feels wonderful. I love this season. So, yeah, Easy. it's a good day. Oh, today so- is a good day to have a good day. Yeah,
1: I love that. Yeah. <laughs> So true. So true. Yeah. It's so I'm beautiful. just enjoying. Yeah. I'm actually down.
0: We built a healing hut. Um, oh. yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. So my wife has a, Allison has a business where she does hair, but she also does Reiki healing, um, oh. that she learned from Pam at nice. a couple of years oh. ago. Yeah. So she's using that in her work. And what's funny is that she's been doing it in her work for 20 years, but she didn't know what she was doing. Um, wow and now she's got the symbols and everything that the Reiki knowledge to kind of really bring it all together. And uh, yeah, so I'm in that space right now because I use it when she's not working in here. So it's pretty nice, pretty, that's really she, nice. I love she, it. We're going to, my goal eventually is to get some yoga going on here. Mm. Um, uh, when I get my accreditation eventually, uh, yeah. but meditation for sure. Oh,
2: um, how wonderful.
0: Yeah. And chanting. I want to do some chanting here. Um, maybe uh, like follow along with the live stream with krishnadas on Thursday nights, which we yeah. do anyway.
1: So yeah, it'd be good to have some folks come, and, and we could we could do it here. Yes. Ashanti, it's it's not just a yoga studio; it's like a it's a education
0: center. How did you? decide to choose on, you just were going with what you felt in your heart, I guess, for the community? Or? <laughs> a
2: little bit, a little bit, I guess. Um, well, I always had the idea that at the beginning, especially when thinking about opening, that I wanted to have um, all kinds of different yoga practices and meditation practices. Like to me, it didn't really matter about the lineage or the tradition. If it, if it was something that was uplifting, <laughs> I was on it. I was, it was nice, like, that's nice. got to be happening for us. So because, you know, different things appeal to different people, but as long as it has this common thread of being really uplifting, really engaging, yeah. then more people can try different things as well. So that was part of my philosophy, I think, at the beginning. And I think it's held up actually quite well. Um, that, you know, if, as long as it's uplifting, let's give it a try. And, you know, although some folks tend to stay to certain practices, you know, we, we often gravitate towards certain things that, you know, work for us or that we enjoy, or we've heard about, um, but why confine ourselves as well? you know, why not try different things and explore different things? Like my practices are very varied personally. You know, I, I, I do have um, a foundation, I guess you could say in Kundalini yoga. I do a lot of Kundalini yoga because I teach a lot of Kundalini yoga. Um, But I also practice Hatha yoga and yin and restorative and um, meditations from different traditions as well. So you know, it's kind of like what you feel you need at the time is go with that, you know, feel yeah, feel yeah. into that because there's so much. I mean, I don't want us to limit ourselves. So why not try different things and explore different things and see how it how it works for you? If it's <laughs> lifting, it's going to be great, you know?
0: Yeah. That's, um, it's so neat for you to see. Uh, people come into the studio and, and evolve or change their practices yeah. too. Because right? you can see, yeah, yeah like that Yeah, really you cool.
2: can you can see that like within an hour. <laughs> 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 so, wow. so, within an hour, you can see that somebody comes in, you know, maybe they've had a lousy day. Maybe mm-hmm. they're really stressed out or anxious or something. And then they go to a class and, or they do their practice now, you know, because now on, we've got, all kinds of things online as well, Um, you know, so they come into maybe a virtual class or an in-person class, and then afterwards, like 60 minutes later, which is like a really short amount of time, you know, you can change your whole perspective in just 60 minutes. But, you know, of course, over time as well, you know, you notice a lot of change happens for people and, you know, how um, supportive yoga or breath work or meditation or you know reiki or whatever the practices are how supportive that can be for people over the long term as well you know that's that's a real test of the and testament to the practices of how how they work for people over time yeah
0: Yeah, it's so cool the way it just slowly permeates into your soul you know that's how it felt for me because uh, I started I remember I wanted I was really into meditation very young um, and I, I was trying Zazen and I was trying all these really strict because I don't know maybe my upbringing it was stiff upper lip everything has to be hard you know yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's nothing wrong with breaking a sweat to to earn something and, and to achieve something in life I think that's great but I, I think it was too much where if it wasn't hard well then it wasn't I wasn't getting, I wasn't working hard enough. I wasn't, you know, and so when I was able to just kind of relax on that a little bit and kind of like you said, take from different um, traditions and styles and, and realizing that I don't have to be the poster boy for Buddhism, you know, a lot of it, it was like, <laughs> I, I have to do the 228 things that the, you know, the Thai Buddhists do. And, you know, the first 10 I couldn't even do cause one was not put headphones on and so I, I know that that I, I didn't have to go that it
2: it's, it's interesting. Yeah. That you mentioned about, you know, there used to sort of be that phrase that used to kind of kick around, you know, like no pain, no gain. Like if you did, weren't really working super hard, you weren't gaining anything. Um, yeah. And you know, that, that's an approach and that's, that's fine. And there are times to, you know, really bring on the energy and really bring on the workout and to, you know, to kind of move us through because, you know, with yoga, it's, as you know, you know, from your practice too, you know, it works on you in many different levels, physical, mental, Mm -hmm. emotional, spiritual, there's so many components to it. And, but the physical is really, we know, we do the postures, we do the asanas to help us to create change in other aspects of our lives. So um, it can be very subtle, subtle movement. Or it can be really dynamic movement or anything in between. I remember somebody saying to me once about, you know, oh, you, you teach that kundalini style of yoga. You know, all they do is, you know, lie around chanting or something like that. And I'm like, well, I don't know that all that we do is lying, lie around and chant. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, there is relaxation awesome. and there is chanting. But there's also a whole bunch of other things going on, huh. as there are in other styles of yoga, too. You know, you could say that about, you know, yin. Oh, all you do in yin is three postures in a class. You know, well, but it could be really strong. It could be really profound. So it varies, uh, right?
0: Mm -hmm. I've been in classes where people have full-on broken down into tears during a yin class. Mm. And the instructor comes and says, you know, this happens in yin. You know, we're releasing deep things, right? So, yeah, and that's, I mean, as we're finding out mental strength, I guess, or just having our... uh, Having our our mental health good, I find, um, especially during these times, doing those practices are, yeah, it's almost like the workout is harder here than than in your body, if you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it becomes a a mental exercise, you know, when you're under um, strain and uh, stresses, you know, particularly chronic types of stress, and I think we can categorize COVID as a, as a situation that is causing chronic stress for people, uh, for many folks, that, you know, the the yoga practice, the way that it actually really can help you is in the mental realm, because, mm. you know, many postures being held for longer periods of time, or how we can train ourselves to keep our focus in our postures, or our flows, or our movements, that's mm. all going to be there to help us Um, to manage the the mental challenges that we go through on a day-to-day basis so becomes the metaphor you know the practice on the mat is the metaphor for life and you know working through the the postures the asanas the breath work the meditations in class is all there to kind of help root us and ground us for what we want to do and need to do and how we cope with you know day-to-day life and yeah. Yeah. i mean it's very profound right now yeah. Yeah. um i think there's been quite a resurgence in many of the yoga practices due to the circumstances that we're we're living in right now it, and you're people are that seeing,
0: that. Yeah. yeah you're seeing that Thank yourself
2: you. yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: cool oh that's amazing well i know myself it's been a lot of uh you know putting uh healthy boundaries up when um when people like just in this time has been a lot of going inside for me and my family. Um, we had homeschool last year, so we had everybody home. I'm, I'm really thankful for that time. Actually, like it was a blessing to have that year with my children. Like when do you get that year of an eight year old and a seven year old with you every day? Right. Like not even going to school. So, um, they might have a different feeling about it. <laughs> I wasn't the best teacher, I guess. I don't know. He's told me that, He's like, Dad, uh, you're pretty good yeah so so good at math hey eh? <laughs> <laughs> like oh uh, yeah i told you that i told you that you know so he's excited about math now at school so anyways it's good that he sees you know i'm yeah i'm not everything i can't be your math teacher so but it's been a lot of going inside and um and then putting up some healthy boundaries which then enabled me to be more comfortable talking about this type of stuff with more people so yeah. just,
2: it's something that we're all going through, right? It, this, mm-hmm. this is the, the collective experience. And although we may have different opinions and different ways of um, managing and steering ourselves through the the challenges right now, we're all still in the same challenge. <laughs> and, um, you know, of, of all of us, of all ages, you know, the children, the adults, the seniors, everybody, we're all in this this variety of, uh, com- complications that we have to deal with um, every day, and I suspect you know um, your your children are going to look back on this time very very fondly, um, especially when they're they're adults or when their parents themselves, and they'll remember how special that was that they had that that year at home with you. Yeah. You know, although there was probably highs and lows to it. Um, <laughs> you know but that's part of the 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 experience of it and i think when we're when we're in it just like when we're in the posture and it's hard um it you know you're all consumed by it you know and it's not till we can sort of step back and reflect on it and think oh wow you know there really was some some beauty in the the hardship of it the challenge of it Um, we we were never going to be able to recreate those moments ever again. You know, there's a snapshot in time that, Mm. um, will have a a variety of memories around it, you know, and that's okay. That's what life is. It's a variety of memories and some things we'll, we will continue to do and bring new, um, approaches into the rest of our life from it. Some things we'll let go and leave Uh. behind, like you said, with the boundaries, Mm you know, Mm -hmm. we establish new boundaries for ourselves when we're in these kinds of challenging situations. Mm -hmm. And that's good. I mean, that's, that's all going towards our personal evolution as a human being, you know, that in some ways, we've really skyrocketed ourselves forward in our Mm -hmm. own personal individual evolutions. And I think that's, something to really be proud of and really be excited about your
0: your uh, your solar path yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah, we're still moving ourselves
1: forward
2: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely
0: that gives me hope (laughs) (laughs) when you say that that's great
2: (laughs) it is it's very hopeful
0: yeah it is it's a good word for oh wow um okay well I just wanted to get, I, I like this stuff is really, I like the, uh, the mystical fun kind of like going really out there, like, you know, Maharaji stories, Neem Korali Baba stories, just, oh, you know, you know, the miracle of love book. I don't know if you've read that book, but it's,
1: yeah. the
0: stories are just uh, like, I love it. i love going reading them right before bed because then my dreams are just so fanciful, you know, it's fantastic, yeah. but I love that stuff. Um, When I first was really into meditation and spirituality, it was all about attaining something, feeling something, you know. Mm. Uh, And now I know that it's, well, not that I know that, but in this, where I'm at now, I just enjoy even if the kids are screaming downstairs and I'm meditating. Like that's the meditation. You taught me that in the meditation training last year to really work on that and see it, still see it as, you know, part of something special and magical too. But I really like the stuff that, like the CDs, the CDs and the yoga. I wanted to know if you, if you have any experience or any stories about, um, either yourself, the wisdom that you've gained studying about these things or these things coming up in meditation or, uh, maybe helping others who maybe got too far into that and became a little bit obsessed with their powers, their yoga powers. Um, and, and just, yeah, your own experience surrounding that kind of fun, magical side of, of yoga, which is very real. I say magical, but it's very real. Obviously, it's just. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it is very, very fun and magical as well. And um, I love the stories um, as well about yogis with special powers and cities, you know, that they cultivated over time and uh, you know you watch documentaries of yogis in in india and you see oh you know they're they're very magical and mystical
1: yeah, and i think yeah. it
2: just you know appeals to our imagination and appeals to a part of ourselves that uh, that longs for that magical mystical experience within ourselves mm-hmm. uh, i mm-hmm. think you know one of the things that i've noticed in practicing now for for a long time is that um you know we're we're living in a in a uh context of you know what they often refer to as like householder yogis you know we we have a home or house uh what have you family obligations work to do grocery shopping uh you know the the you know cleaning up in the garden, putting away the patio furniture for the winter, you know, that we have all kinds of mundane kind of things to do in our lives. So we're, we're considered to be like householders that we have a practice, but we also function in, in this world, in the society that we're in today. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have the luxury always of being able to go on retreat for extended periods of time to hone skills or, uh, move away from the greater society to be studying, although we have had this period of isolation lately, <laughs> <That's> a, which,
1: <laughs> of course, which that was, a gold,
2: was the golden opportunity to hone our yogic skills. Um, and, and some people have taken it as an opportunity to do that as well. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I've always thought about that was really as, as an interesting yogic Skill to have was the power of intuition. I've always found that to be something very um, interesting to delve into. Um, you know, not necessarily thinking of this in terms of psychic ability, but also being able to, you know, be feel feel and be more prepared in your life. I guess I kind of take a really practical yeah. approach to yeah, that. But on. you know, what if we could have some insight? Um, that we can create through our own psyche, through our own ability, which is a city, to have greater insight into what we want to do, how we want to approach things, how we want to respond, how we want to be prepared for circumstances in our life. I mean, I've read about yogis having all kinds of cities and different powers of being able to, you know, um, control the elements of the earth and all kinds of different things. I don't know um, how, how I could do that, but my, (laughs) my interest has been in always in trying to cultivate intuition, like finer tune um, some of my more, my, my mental and emotional skills and create some skillfulness around that so that I feel that I can approach my life with greater sensitivity, greater awareness, um, and just feel more um, kind of prepared and more so that I can interact in the world with um, almost really like a heightened ability to understand the other person. Ah. So I've been thinking about that as, 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 and I think, you know, one of the great things about this past year and a half or so is things got really kind of quiet and still for periods of time when we were in like lockdowns so you know a lot of the noise faded away a lot of the you know uh things that we would have to do on a regular basis like for example say that you know you you had to drive to work every day and you know people working from home things got quieter (laughs) And I think that's allowed time for sensitivities to come forward. Some folks have found that they've now become very sensitive, um, more so than they felt they were before, or maybe didn't even really <laughs> notice it. Yeah. You know, more attuned to sound, more attuned to light, mm-hmm. more attu- like, so just coming into greater awareness of their own, um, you know, regular senses, you know, can taste things more, like think mm-hmm. you know, think more subtle awareness has come into okay. their their being, which I think is really kind of like a city in a way. It's yeah, like yeah. cultivating, but you know, these minor what we would often think might like is minor senses, but really it's very powerful. And I think mm-hmm. also too when we think about some of these ancient yogis that would go and meditate in caves and Uh, be in the forest for extended periods of times and things like that. That's what they were also really trying to do is get really, really still and get really, really quiet so that they could become more attuned to the environment around them and within themselves, Yeah. right? You know, there's a lot of inward looking happening this past 18 months or so. So, you know, it's a really interesting thing to be able to start to cultivate this more for ourselves. I mean, there's often like this uh, statement around practicing yoga, like, oh, um, get ready, you know, you're going to become more sensitive the more yoga that you do, you know, mm-hmm. and it's true, but you're, you're becoming sensitive in a lot of different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, some students have even commented to me, you know, more sensitive to temperature, more sensitive mm-hmm. to sound, more sensitive to the light, uh, more sensitive emotionally. You know, mm. you're opening yourself up, right? And yeah. you're, you're creating a new environment for yourself within yourself. Yeah. So it's powerful. It's a powerful experience. And, um, but I think there is like this, um, beautiful, magical mystery that comes mm. through historically as well. Um, yeah. and, you know, and every now and then you come across, um, folks that are really tapped in, that are really dialed in to these different um, sensitivities and abilities. Yeah. And um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens um, over now the coming years that we've had mm-hmm. this really changing period of time in our lives on planet Earth. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what next evolution comes from that from a humanity perspective you know and um yeah and you know will there be will there be more magical mystery um experiences coming forward for more people
0: i i think so i i hope so i believe so you know it's uh it does i've read lots about you know the new age and the the awakening and you know there has to be a, a darker period or a a down before there's an up, and and now we're, yeah. we're coming back up, type thing, and yeah, that could yeah. blossom into some uh, like really beautiful things. So yeah, i I'm on you. I'm on that for sure. Yeah, it, and I guess it's like I had something really cool happen to me when I was seven years old, and it was a magical experience. It was a spiritual experience. I was in the back seat of my parents' car, looking out the window, and for some reason I was looking at the clouds, and I was, was saying. Over and over, I am Derek. I don't know why I was saying this. Seven years old. A lot of car rides. So I was just saying, I am Derek, I am Derek. And then I kept saying it. And then it kind of like faded or something. And I was mouthing it. Just I am. And then it was like, I wasn't saying it. It was like it was being said or something. And, And it was just like, honestly, like a second, maybe two, where I just felt. This like one pointedness people talk about, and it was so amazing. And then as soon as it went away, all I wanted to do was get back to it. I was like, happen again? Happen? I am Derek, I am Derek. Like I kept trying to get it to happen again. And every time I go on a car ride, I look up and I try to get it to happen again. It's like kind of got me on that train of wanting to chase after that magic again, right? So now I'm 43, and I'm looking back on that, um, and I'm realize okay now. It's not so much about getting back to that, it's just, oh my God, a bird just hit the window. He's, he's okay, he flew away.
2: <laughs> Sorry about that. He, wanted, oh. he, was, he, was, uh, he was drawn into your story. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was weird. All right, uh, so I guess, yeah, it's more, I'm, I'm getting away from the chase for the magic that I experienced as a kid and more just like, oh, that's, they're always everywhere. And just, if you're quiet and you listen, And you're not worried about getting somewhere, you know, just being in the moment. And that's why this podcast is a research project on living in the moment while getting shit done because living moment to moment, but you still, I'm a dad of four, my wife works full time. I'm stay at home, but I also run a business. So it's very busy, very busy, but I find I look back and and we pat ourselves on the back because we're getting shit done. And the trick is now to try to live in the moment while you're doing that. Um, and I think it really does come back to just trying to get to that stillness and that quietness at least once a day. You got to do it at least once a day, and then it becomes uh, like a walking life meditation almost. You can kind of keep that that going the whole day, you know. Um,
2: yeah, I, and I I think you're you're onto that there with the you know a little bit of practice every day um, yeah. to sustain you from day to day, and you know. That's a, a yogic technique, you know, many different traditions have that of, you know, a little bit of practice every day it doesn't have to be a lot, you know, oftentimes, folks that are new to yoga and meditation think, Oh, you know, you've got to sit for like a couple of hours every day or do it, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be that uh, lengthy. <laughs> I mean, because, <clears throat> excuse me, we're very busy, right? We've all got stuff going on. And you also want to get things done, too. Mm-hmm. And you want to enjoy your life and have, you know, time with friends and family and all that kind of stuff. And we have to, you know, earn a living and do different things. So you, they can't be consumed with just nothing but practice. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to be able to squeeze it in and and um, have those moments. But, you know, I think you can recapture you know, experiences that like you described what you had as a, as a child in the backseat of the car, you know, we yeah. can find yeah. those experiences again. I mean, if it happened before it will happen again, but we have to create the space and time for it to happen, to allow for it to happen and trying hard to make it happen. Doesn't always
1: Yeah. Work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of the so. other part of the question was, was about the trappings. Like how can people avoid the trappings of their own method of seeking God or being yeah. one with the universe.
1: Because yeah.
0: that's one thing that I learned from Ramdas reading and listening to his talks, uh, was a lot about that he got caught up in his methods in the 70s yeah. too. And and uh, he talks about his experiences of being a meditator, a very serious meditator. And yeah. that you know, you're again putting on that spacesuit that somebody miss or whatever. Uh and you're kind of missing because you're so focused on on one way of attaining that that uh, oneness or whatever, so right. how can people avoid those, that trap too? Is it just a self awareness
1: thing? or?
2: Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is self awareness. I think a lot of it is not taking ourselves too seriously. I think you know, laughing at ourselves is very healthy. Um, you know, and uh, it is you know, it's wonderful to practice. And it's wonderful to to create practice for ourselves and to create ritual for ourselves, to be in a habit of practice, but we also don't want to become rigid with it. And it has to flow. And and part of that really, yes, it is an awareness of, you know, well, and self-reflection, you know, how is this working for me? Is it working for me? Isn't it working for me? And trying different things trying new practices, exploring what other people are doing, being open to other experiences that you hear about or you read about or you see online or whatever, um, and, and trying different things. Like, you know, all roads lead to ohm, Like, we're, they're all good. They're all great practices. And, you know, how do you know? How do you know you've landed on something, hey, that works? My philosophy is always, you know, have a variety of tools in your toolkit that you can change up and explore at will. You don't have to stick to one thing. You can try many things. I think that's something that I hear from folks is, oh, it's only it, you only once you find something, you just stick with that forever. Well, you can. Sure, absolutely. You totally can. If you love it and it's working for you, stay with it. But you don't have to. It doesn't have to be rigid. and We're evolving Mm -hmm. all the time. Like that's my thinking about it. We're evolving all the time. Our practice can evolve all the time as well. It doesn't have to be the same thing all the time or the same tradition or the same lineage. We're open. We're, you know, I think if anything, we've become so much more globally connected lately Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're being exposed to so many more opportunities and experiences and traditions and teachings and you know there's new things coming forward all the time let's try let's explore let's try different things and you know being dogmatic being you know closed in or restricting yourself it doesn't help anybody you know Mm -hmm. learn from as many different people as possible Mm -hmm. ask questions and um, we can really branch ourselves out that way and give ourselves different experiences, give ourselves different mental and emotional and physical experiences and, you know, see where it, it takes us, you know, there's always best practices, right? There's always best practices with yoga, meditation, with many things, you know, like there's best practices with golf because there's certain things that work.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: and there's there's certain things that just really have stood the test of time,
1: yeah
2: you know that are foundational, but there's also a lot of other things that we can explore, and mm-hmm. um, I think that really helps create a rich life and a rich experience, so you don't get bored with your practice
1: yeah.
2: or right. you don't become stagnant with it, or just like you you know it's like this is me, it defines me, well no. You can be defined by many things and you're changing all the time. Like we're different than we were yesterday. Yeah. We're going to be different next week. Can't put your foot
0: in the same river twice, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's lots of room for us to be very flexible and open Mm. and changing all the time. On that, on that,
0: uh, being open to different traditions. um, I brought up in my questions for you, because I'd love to get your, your feeling on this on uh, appropriation and spiritual community. So, I remember um, I went back to Carleton University in my 30s. I'm still working on a human rights degree 12 years later. Uh, I just love doing it. I do it online. I just it, every once in a while I need to write an essay I guess. I don't know. So uh, I remember being in a, in a second year class. It was like social movements, human rights and we were in group work and I, I was talking about yoga because I, I think I talk about yoga all the time um, and someone kind of told me that that's appropriation and i I was like yoga is appropriate and so i always listen because i'm i was older this person's younger and i feel like i should well listen to everybody i didn't age wasn't a thing but it was more that i want to make sure that i'm being respect like aware of my own rigidity or my own um even white privilege in that matter or you know white fragility or anything so i try to just listen and kind of take at first on my back was up like no yoga you know what everything I've read about yoga is all love and all sharing to be shared. Right. Like same with when I was starting reading anything from the East philosophically, uh, religions, it was all the share, share, share. There wasn't, it's just for us type thing. So, but I did listen about it. I listened to her a lot and she had some really good points about honoring the traditions and, and being not taking them over for capitalistic reasons and things like that. Um, but I've even heard, uh, like, Das has been asked many times, you know, because he, he looked like he's, he, he had a dream, actually, he talked about he had a dream that he was flying down to Earth, and he was headed straight for India. And at the last second, he took a right to New York City, like his soul. <laughs> and so he was like, that was my homeland. And he felt that way when he went to India for the first time in 1970 or whatever. He felt that. This is my home, you know, about, oh, my God, I'm going to stay here forever. Um, so, you know, he tells that story. and He also talks about how this is his personal direct experience with his guru. So it's not he doesn't even think about anything like these these types of things.
2: Well, I, I think one of the things that you mentioned about um, respecting traditions is really vital and important to that conversation um, about acknowledging. Where. yoga traditions have come from and the origins and um, and being really respectful of that and you know not claiming something to be your own and I think that's something I've really tried to to bring through with the way I teach with the way we operate at Pranashanti to you know to be inclusive of all kinds of different traditions and origins as well but also respect that and you know name where it came from as you know as best as we possibly can and really honor that and you know it doesn't belong to me or us or you know it's it is for all and you know to really be be really clear about that that um you know um i'm not from india (laughs) you know I'm not I, I I was born in Canada um and i I um, really enjoy the practice of yoga and I want to share it with everybody and and hopefully others will enjoy it and have a great experience with it too, but also be incredibly respectful of where mm. where yoga has originated from and you know and it's not just India you know there's other parts of the world where we find yoga and many different um practices as well. So um, I think that's really where I, I come from with that. And, you know, I hope we we get that across through our, our classes and trainings and so on, that that's really important. And, you know, mm-hmm. and to also, in part of that respect, is to be as accurate as we can, too, with the practice, you know, and, and carry it forward, mm-hmm. as like a, a caretaker of sorts, you know, in a in a very, um you know, honoring kind of way, so that you know everyone does uh understand that, and yeah. I think that's really really important and um I think most folks uh feel that and and hopefully mm-hmm. see that with the way that where I teach or you know we have teachers at at pranashanti and and you know the inclusivity mm-hmm. part is really important as well, yeah. you know, yeah. and that you know, people are, people come to, to practice yoga or learn about yoga and meditation for all kinds of different reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know,
2: some folks will come because they're interested in the physical practice of, as like as, as exercise. Great. Fantastic. Some are coming for deeper experiences or for healing yeah. <laughs> or they have had, you know, recovering from a surgery or you know, looking for um, better understanding about themselves. I mean, there's so many different reasons why somebody, some people just happen to walk in and they're not really even sure why.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, think,
2: I think I should be doing something here, but I'm not really sure why. And um, and that's great too, you know, yeah. so there's something there for everybody. And, mm. you know, to create a really inviting environment that's really approachable for, for folks, whether you're a beginner or just learning, or just curious, or have been practicing for a long time. You know that there's something for everyone, and and hopefully that people feel um, welcomed and open to try yeah. and, and yeah. see us that way. You know,
0: that's and that's all what I felt. Um, and and you know when I was talking to this person at Carlson University, it was my fellow student, colleague, or whatever. She was uh, that's it felt like um, there was like a, it was a non-starter, you know? Yes. So she maybe just needs to be, uh, or doesn't need, I, mean, I don't know what she needs. It's her path. But if she was more open, a little bit more open, uh, it's like we set up these walls for ourselves and maybe, you know, and I've been teaching my kids this, look at the resistance, you know, you're having resistance to something. Why? Like really think about why you're feeling that way. Was it something you heard and read and it's something you're going to repeat without really thinking? Or is it something that you, you, you know, maybe need to just, yeah. Like just meditate on it. You know, um, uh, that's the answer to everything for me, but another <laughs> yes, thing, <meditation.
1: laughs> meditate
0: on, but also feel it in your body. Um, that's been a big one. Like how you feel in your body when someone's, you know, do, teaching a yoga class or even just, you know, when I'm taking meditation classes or, or I watch different chanting, I, I do different chanting things online. I, I always feel checking with my body um, and it can usually tell me if I'm feeling authenticity or not. Like there's like a dissonance or something.
2: Yeah. And And it's not really intellectual.
0: It's, it's here. It's not intellectual, you know? Yeah.
2: Trust, trust your experience, trust Mm. your own experience of what works for you and what doesn't work for you. I think that's really important. And Mm um you know, you feel it, you know, and you know, in your gut, your gut instinct, your intuition will tell you, um, you feel it, you know, without, like you said, without having to really have um, an, a mental dialogue about it. You just like, mm, no, I'm not sure that rings true for me. Um, you'll know. And I think teaching as well, you know, we, we teach from our own experience and um, you know, you, from what you practice is what you bring forward to what you're teaching in classes and so on and mm-hmm. I think teachers that can do that that's what rings really true for the from the student perspective
1: yeah oh yeah
2: they feel that oh okay that person really does really does do this yeah, <laughs>
0: they love it um, and they feel that they love it and,
2: and um, yeah. i kind
0: of- Go with that vibe. Yeah, yeah,
2: totally. I get that. You asked me, you asked me about the <laughs> turban about the head covering. Yes, yes. And um so I this is something that I adopted from the Kundalini Yoga tradition. And uh, you know, wearing of a head covering is not just in the Kundalini Yoga tradition. There's many different traditions that honor and have head coverings. And but part of it is about um You know helping you to hold your hair up on top um, so that your hair is pulled up and you know traditionally yogis would tie their hair it would be long and they would tie it in a rishi knot on the top of their head which is where the crown chakra is the crown energy center and so it helps to pull your energy energy up Ah, which also can help pull your awareness up I, I enjoy wearing the head covering. It's certainly not a requirement. Um, it's mm. like everything in yoga is optional. It's certainly not, you don't have to wear a head covering, but <laughs> I quite enjoy it. it. It feels good to me to wear this. Yeah. Um, it helps me to, I feel, I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking it does, but it makes me feel like I, when I am wearing the head covering, I'm more alert and awake and aware to what's going on. Yeah. Um I don't wear it all the time, you know, like I take it off when I sleep yeah. um, I, or swimming or, um, yeah. you know, when I'm just roaming around my house here mm-hmm. by myself or just doing something really casual, um, yeah. my hair then is down um, and I'm not wearing the head covering and, you know, I'm wearing head coverings in all different colors these days and cool. um, just really enjoying that. And, yeah. you know, was it maybe, white
0: at first, just white yeah.
1: before? Or?
2: Sometimes it's white, you know, yeah. um, with Kundalini Yoga, you're typically wearing lighter colored clothing for teaching. Similarly to like the Shivananda practice, the teachers mm-hmm. there will wear, will, will wear uh, yellow and white You know, different traditions have different um, ideas around dress and stuff. Um, You know, but, but, you know, I think it goes back into some of the ancient texts where they talk about wearing, you know, clothing of natural fibers, Mm. wearing like Mm -hmm. cotton or light colored clothing, um, which imagine in a warmer climate such as India, you know, people would be wearing lighter lighter clothing lighter colors and so on. So mm-hmm. I think some of that comes through in those traditions and historically that way as well. So yeah. um but I mean you can certainly wear whatever you you like to yeah. Yeah. just come and do yoga. You know, <laughs> wear whatever you like that is a yeah. comfortable clothing that you can move around in.
0: Yeah. So. It just it reminds uh, me of when I was taking aikido when I was living in Australia and I didn't have a gi like a proper
2: Yeah there's a, a style of clothing for that practice yeah, yeah. exactly
0: and I and I was in my jogging pants and like I think I had capoeira pants with like Brazilian colors on the side and they would just like you know they didn't say anything it was like which one of these things is not like the other you know you know that was just like, so I immediately went out like that afternoon and got myself a really nice gi because I wanted to be part of it you know so yeah it's um that's neat just to reflect on that. Yeah. The, and again, that's respecting the tradition as well, right. That's going back. Yeah. To honor. It's part of
2: that. Yeah, yeah. It's part of that tradition. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've done it that way for a long time and um, it's become, you know, part of the ritual of that tradition to, to do that and see, you know, and see how it feels. I mean, I think that's all part of the whole experimentation and exploration of life, you know, mm-hmm. trying out these different things, see how it feels, see what it's like. Um, I certainly do find, you know, that, uh, when I wear different colors, I can feel differently about throughout the day, you know, like today I have on a black, uh, sweater, you know, it makes me feel kind of more inward and cozy in some ways. Whereas Mm -hmm. when I wear lighter colors, I guess there's a whole color therapy world, you know, Uh an understanding and, and study that probably can tell us more about what the different colors mean and how we feel when we're in those different colors i always i've always remember about um i was teaching at a cancer clinic and they had a room for a therapeutic room and you could go in there and you could change the lights to all different colors um then they do this sometimes with saunas as well there will there'll be different colored lights in the sauna so there is a whole color therapy Yeah, Um, exploration that uh, was probably really interesting to learn more about
0: yeah it's it makes me think of like the chakras I just you know the Mm -hmm. chakra they all have meanings and things tied to them and I just did a video chakra meditation video for kids and I'm using flowers and different colors of flowers and picturing them you know representing and because kids they all know colors right they just they just know them they're born you know it's amazing that my daughter is one and a half and she's She'll, she already has her favorite colors, you know, Aww. so it's, it's cute. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, talking about um, parents and uh, integrating yoga and meditation practices into their lives, uh, into our children's lives. So that's a big one for parents that message me even because I do a, a tiny bit of yoga. I don't like in my classes, nothing that's full on because I don't have my accreditation yet and I don't want to you know, do it until I have that, but I do, you know, light stretching and, and stuff like that. So they, My parents see, oh, you know, great. he's in, yeah, they, they see that I, I'm really trying to get it in more into the meditation with the kids, but that's next level that I find that's taking me a bit more research, a bit more practice. But um, do you have any tips for parents? Um,
2: yeah. I mean, there's so many things that, um, that we can do that are just simple and things that you can integrate into daily life. You know, just I think deep breathing, oh my gosh, for all of us, number one, (laughs) children and parents, adults alike, deep breathing, um, teaching how to breathe deeply, or even little things like, hey, everybody, now let's take a really deep breath. You know, and you know, you can make a fun thing about it, like how many deep breaths can you take, and you know, how deep can your breath be, and you know, um, if somebody's upset, let's do a few deep breaths before we speak about it. You know, and and just using the breath as a as a um, a tool or a method um, Mm -hmm. to help train us all, all, all of us (laughs) into deep breathing. But imagining, you know, when we if we could start really young um with yeah, children yeah. and learn some of these things. Like I so wish I knew so about so many of these things when I was small. Me
1: too. But we
2: can pass this on now. Like we can share this with with the little little people, little with the young ones yeah. so that they learn learn these things and they just become easy for them to do. But mm-hmm. I would say number one is finding ways to incorporate some deep teaching about deep breathing in fun okay. and entertaining ways. Um, mm-hmm. That would be number one Um, helping in you know um, children with meditation techniques that's Mm -hmm. another fabulous thing because one it can help us um, to uh, build mental focus, which is always helpful later in life. Um, And you know when we're going to school and studying and developing those those skills. Um, So helping with some meditation for mental focus, also meditation can help us with um, recognizing our feelings, understanding our feelings, understanding our thoughts. And so finding ways where we can learn about some meditation um, Mm -hmm. techniques. I like teaching children about different mudras, you know, they, know, they love to try different things with their fingers and play in that way. And you can make it fun, right? Make it really fun and engaging. Little mindfulness techniques. Yeah. Yeah. Mindfulness. Yeah. yeah. Mudras are great. Kids love to play around with mudras. And, you know, then they're doing something really great. You know, it's like, hey, it's like it's okay. And it's a wisdom mudra, you know, and and making fun um, explorations around that.
1: Awesome. Um,
2: Mindfulness, you know we can do little games and and tell stories around um you know I think of one of the the teachers that teaches at pranashanti, Michael, he always is telling stories about some of the different deities and explaining you know they're like moral stories right about looking after each other and caring for each other and
1: Michael being Hutchins.
2: aware huh
1: Michael Hutchins. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah, yeah, he tells these amazing stories and storytelling with children from these different yogic traditions. Um, you know, maybe it's about uh Shiva and Shakti and um, mm. or mm. some of the other deities that have interesting moral stories to share. Hanuman. But they're fun, you know, <laughs> Hanuman. Yeah, my kids know Hanuman already. Yeah, Hanuman's <laughs> a great. Great character yeah. to, to bring yeah. to light. And, yeah. um, you know, it, and I think there's just really great ways to, you know, chanting, like you love that and the uh-huh. songs and the mantras, you know, um, sound vibration, exploring sound and vibration is a part of many yoga traditions as well. Yeah. Um, whether it's uh, drumming or making sounds yourself by chanting mantras or om or something like that but children are often really drawn into sound experiences as you know from your from your work that you do what you share yeah so there's lots of ways you know and um it doesn't have to be complicated either you know you're getting in the car you're going somewhere you put on some music you know and it's in the background, but it's still carrying a vibration for everybody that's in the in the car going somewhere. You know, um, I you know, yeah. I, I remember, you know, growing up, seeing my my father meditating. He was really into meditation and uh, a lot, a lot actually towards the end of his life. But I remember seeing him meditating and just being the observer of him meditating. It stuck with me. Even though I wasn't really doing any of that myself as a child, but observing him and seeing him doing that, it planted the seed for me later. So we're, we're teaching children about these practices without just from their observation of us.
0: So like living by example as parents. Yeah, it's yeah. living
2: by example.
0: Hmm, amazing. I yeah.
2: did,
0: it's so funny. It made me think of my daughter, Esther, because I'll often be meditating or doing something and I'll feel something in the corner of the room watch you know and I look over and this big owl eyes staring at me from the corner <laughs> and she's watching me she's pretending to do something but she's watching sure. me and it's like yeah. oh no maybe that'll stick with her right and she'll be like my yeah. dad did that so I'll try it so yes, yeah absolutely. oh that's so cool so I'm gonna just run them down for people so you said breathing pranayama power I always say to my yeah. kids like when you put on your ski boots you know use your pranayama power yeah that's right uh so yeah so breathing meditation mindfulness and i think you said sound uh sound vibration stuff too so those are like some five really really key things that i'm gonna integrate in my kids lives too i do some of them already but now that we have this space down here too this healing hut i'm gonna i'm gonna invest for those bowls and everything i can't wait to get into that the sound is beautiful in here so i've taken so much of your time but it's been amazing. I just have so
2: much Derek.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. I, my, um, my phone is showing me that it's got like 20% left or something. So um, I just, there was one thing. And again, like, thank you for, I didn't know how long this was going to go. So this is (laughs) awesome that you stayed this long with me. Um, I'm probably just going to, yeah, I'll, I'll let you see it before I put it out. Like before I do the podcast, because I might do a video thing. It might just be sound. I want to make sure you're happy with it before I I put it out. Whatever you like to do. Yeah. Oh, you're ah, so, oh, my goodness. It's so cool. When I, I, I started this, um, the first person that came to mind was yourself. And then, um, maybe some people, you know, like Laura Young, she's a numerologist yeah. in the city. I've known her for years and she's going to come and do chat with me too. And like all these like really people that have meant a lot to, to me and, and my wife, Allison in our lives and in helping us build like this, um, dream life that we're building together and so when i when i started thinking about this this podcast and being a good spiritual parent or just being a talking about spirituality with parents uh, it was yourself um laura and then uh, i'm really curious about mindfulness for for parents so Aaron mccarthy I, excellent does yeah in neighborhood I yeah. Believe. She's in your neighborhood in yeah fantastic um, so i can't wait to like that's just going to be so much wisdom like knowledge there you know Um, so yeah. And then I have some other dads that are going to come on too, that are, that, you know, have, um, amazing experiences to share too in their life. So anyways, it's just been, I didn't know how this was going to go, but I'm really excited about it. So thank you for being so enthusiastic and and into it.
2: (laughs) I love Uh, it. I love what you're doing. I love this whole concept. I think it's fantastic. Good for you. Um,
0: Well, it's just, it just, I, I, I feel like, uh, I've got some time now. Kids are back in school. <laughs> I'm like, get shit done. Uh, so the one last thing, I guess, um, I'm always thinking about building a more compassionate world. And, uh, you know, people talk about divisiveness and things like that now, just getting past that, just somehow seeing the soul in, in, in the person, right? Um, so thoughts on how Pranashanti and just the yoga community in general can act in that area, like with social justice and, and human rights, like how it can then also lead with compa- like to create a, a more compassionate world because there's, you know, talk of spiritual bypassing, but I, I feel that that is for my uh, personal experience on spiritual bypassing. That's only when you're, when you're not looking at everything, right? Like when, when you're living your life and you're thinking you just, you have a, just say you have a really great meditation and you're really feeling high and you're like, you know, glowing coming out of your out of your meditation i guess with spiritual bypassing what i've heard is that when you stay there and you kind of don't think about all the other things that are happening in the human world so how can and yoga um and the community help to to kind of um, just in our human world make our world more compassionate
2: yeah well you know that's it's it's challenging right now you know there's so many things going on communities feel very divided families feel very divided um and it's rough it's rough for folks right now um with all that we've been through with COVID but even also the greater global issues that exist as well and I think part of you know our role that we can help with and be as you know yogis yoga teachers yoga studios etc is uh, you know, hold that space of compassion, hold that space of openness and be an example of that, that space and openness as best as we possibly can. Um, and, you know, everyone's on a path, everybody's on their own path. And just being very, very respectful of where everyone is at. We're all progressing at different, in different ways and at different paces and at different rates. Um, and I think what I try to do um you know in my role as a yoga teacher or a studio owner is you know just be you know incredibly open for everyone to have their own experience and it is it's an it's a it's an individual experience you know what might not be right for me or what's right for me may not be right for another person or feel like the best approach for another person and I think Um, remembering that and being really humble about that, that, that sometimes gets lost in when, you know, we get fired up about our, our passions or our convictions, or I want it all to be this way. Well, there is um, a flow that needs to take place in life and we can't control everything. And we have to remember, we can't control everything. There's very few things we You can actually control, but one of the things is right here upstairs in our own minds, and Mm. um,
1: and I think just
2: to be like incredibly open and incredibly passionate, uh, compassionate um, towards others, so that everyone, um, you know, we're all we're all muddling through, right? You know, we're all trying to find our way as best as we possibly can and to just really be really kind really kind to people and yes. Yes. that's well, that's been hard you know when 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 the the pressure is on and it has we've we've all been under different pressures this last little while and you know your your nerves are frayed. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know people are feeling the strain of the times and the pressures of the times. And it you know when you're on that edge, the edge of that existence, it doesn't take much to sometimes tip it over. And mm-hmm. and then you're you you know you've said something or done something you regret and there's the opportunity to take a couple of deep breaths before you (laughs) say something or do something. Um, You know, I always remember someone saying, you know, take four deep breaths. That's a great thing to teach, um, teach each other, you know, take four deep breaths before if you're angry um, before you say something and, you know, and just really remembering, you know, everybody's got to find, everybody's going to find their way. Yeah. And it just may not be the same as yours. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, in some ways, you know, what happened to like celebrating the differences too? Yeah. Um, as opposed to like zeroing in on what are the differences? Why not zero in on let's celebrate the differences Mm. and honor those differences? Um, so that you know, that's just some a way I try to look at it and try to to be with things. Um and yeah, you know yeah. just just and it's hard it's that's a practice in itself is to hold compassionate space it's like a huge practice it's not something we can do lightly it takes energy it takes fortitude <laughs> sometimes yeah. you know when you feel like you're on opposite ends of a of a of a debate or <laughs> of a of a of an ideology or anything yeah. um but, you know, how do you just say, OK, you know, well. Uh, that's not my perspective, but I I I can appreciate that you have your own as well. Um, and, it's, and it's you know, that, this is the other thing, too, about the the challenges, uh, challenge, being in challenging times is like what we've experienced a lot lately is how do we hold. Multiple sometimes or at least opposite polarities, how do we hold that? that within ourselves that's a challenge and a practice as well okay
0: that's that's what i feel um from from pranashanti uh everything that you you you're talking about holding the that compassionate space and you feel i guess like a responsibility or just it's in you to do that so you're you're i guess a light worker or a a healer for everyone and that that like If that's what you're saying that's what i think everybody feels when they see you when they go to your 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 yoga studio or even your teachers uh it all permeates that feeling so um i'm just going to keep that as a key for everyone hold compassionate spaces or if you can't yourself find one like Pranashanti. and uh and then you're going to help bring a piece of that into the your world our community right
2: yeah take Um, four deep breaths
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so key. I think like Pima Chodron said the same thing and it sticks in my head, you know, just it can change your entire day. Just taking, I think she said three or four breaths can change your entire day. And it's so true, like deep, concentrated breaths, right? That's all it is. And taking the time to do that, you know, and then you notice um, like your body changing and everything. And then that affects how you react to other people um, and maybe not react, which is I think the goal. Well,
2: exactly, you know, because when, you know, somebody, you know, say you're in conversation with someone and they're very upset um, and it might feel like they're projecting on you, um, you know, there's the opportunity to practice the the kindness and take the deep breaths and remembering that, you know, that's that person is having a struggle
1: mm.
2: and, uh, you know, we don't have to retaliate and we don't yeah. have to, you know, match their their energy we can Mm. we can be with them and 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 breathe and take a step back if we don't need to respond right away there's sometimes this feeling of urgency that i have to respond right away and that's often when we'll make a rash statement you know yes we we didn't where you know that four four deep breaths gives us the opportunity to just pause collect our own (laughs) our own thoughts around it our own emotions around it and and you know and not take perhaps somebody's upset or anger that's that's being projected at us it. not take it personally that it is mm-hmm. that that's going on for that person and and you know hopefully your own calming presence and your own calm response will help the other person you know mm-hmm. to to see or understand where you're coming from a little bit better so
1: instead of
0: like bringing more piling on fire
2: to it it. it's like (laughs) when my
0: kid well, my kid one of my kids like trips or falls it's like are you okay you're running over and you're you're like an ambulance running over all these sirens going and that's what the child sees they're like oh I better react like this really hurts me or you know so it's in those moments as a parent I'm just like I'm going to add to it. I'm not going to pile on. I'll just go over and, and, and try to be quiet, you know, really. And
2: Yeah. That's the whole practice there too, isn't it? You know, in, in your, in your response to, to your, to your kids, right. You know, and, and being able to take that deep breath and say, Oh, you know, well, while you're doing that deep breath, you know, the mind is quickly scanning through, okay, what's my best way to respond? this yeah,
0: situation it's so cool and it goes back to the beginning of this what we were our chat about how just using these tools like i think yoga is crucial i think you know breathing meditate i, I feel they're crucial to have them on an everyday basis so you can then live in the moment you know it's got to be like a progress accumulation accumulated yeah. response or, or um yeah like so it's it's not like oh, I just got to breathe now, you know, you know, even just doing that is hard for people, right? Like we said, just to take the deep breath is a big deal. So uh, again, going back to these tools are re- they're there for you. You can use them, uh, try using them every day, you know, for short times. And then I feel they're more accessible. They're there faster when you're yeah. in those moments of crisis or, or you know, crisis, as us say.
2: Well, yeah. and I, and I think that's, That's part of it, too. Like the more we can practice, the more we can do that, like on the mat, on our meditation cushion, the easier, hopefully it will come to us in those difficult moments that we're not having to really rethink it and take ourselves there or miss the opportunity to handle something in a in a more uh, positive or productive way. Uh, So, you know, that's where the practice comes in the daily practice or as much as you can possibly do it doesn't it doesn't always fall into daily um but that's what's you know helping us and kind of training we're training ourselves then so that we can respond in hopefully um hopefully better ways <laughs> yeah.
0: well i you know what changed my life with my kids too is uh reading dr shafali's book uh the conscious parent and yeah. her big the big thing takeaway from that book for me was seeing your child as your guru. And instead of you know, listen to them because they're these amazing beings, these amazing, you know, closer to the threshold than we are, right? They're younger than us. So they've got some knowledge there. Uh, and it's intuitive, it's instinctual, right? The kids are very much, wow, here we are, almost like um. I was to say that they're animals, like animals are so right there. in they're, the moment.
2: They're unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. Unfiltered. I love that. Yes. Okay.
0: Oh, I'm going to use that. So they're there. And like, I, it really did change me about how I looked at my kids because then I started thinking about inner child work and, and things that have happened in, in, you know, my upbringing. And first it was like her, my parents, and then it was more accepting, you know, the whole victims of victims, right. We're all kind of yeah. passing down that, ancestral stuff so yeah. when I saw my child as a more as my guru I was like wow like it just it was just changed everything so I hope like some of the parents that are listening and that this podcast can kind of read that but or just even think about that idea of your child as more of a guru and even that concept of guru we could talk about for a long time too but not so much like I don't know. Do you know what I mean when I say like looking at your child like a guru?
2: <laughs> I do, I do know what you mean. And and it's it's also um ways for us to just have more insight, you know, mm-hmm. and it and it, it's also a reflection back to ourselves. You know, you see your child, you can reflect on what they're saying. Like I was saying, like it's kind of unfiltered, right? Be like they're they're, they're little pieces of wisdom that are there all the time. And sometimes we miss that. We miss that. We miss what was said or, you know, it, we brush it off because we're busy doing something and we don't, and then maybe we remember it later, mm-hmm. but there's all these, these little gems of wisdom that, that yeah. pop up yeah. and you're like, Oh, Oh yeah, how about that? You know, and and maybe it's a reminder back to your your own childhood or or yourself when you were their age as well. Um, mm. Takes you right back to that to re, to reflect back on your experience when you were that same age. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, it's so beautiful. Especially when they do things
1: that are like you, um,
0: like they
1: yeah. you know,
0: and you're just like <laughs> you're oh, like, yeah,
2: oh.
1: That
0: because I talk like that or I. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny, like the old man lullaby song. Have you ever heard that song, old man lullaby? Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's so cute. It's like the man in the grocery store with his kids, and um, you're talking like me now and stuff like that. He's talking about his three year old or something. And I've been there, and it's so true. It's like, oh wow, yeah. It's it's a neat it's a neat thing, but it it makes you reading that book made me realize, okay, it's it's not about me, it's about them. Let's listen to them. Let's just be. You know, just as blank as you can, I guess, or you know, <laughs> so I'm not I don't know. It's parenting is, is crazy. That's another reason why I'm doing this podcast. I just can't wait to get more tips and, and advice from
1: people.
2: <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear more of your, your podcasts and hear what your other guests have to say. I'm yeah. I what you're doing is really amazing. Thank you so much. I feel oh. so, really, really blessed. Thank you.
0: Oh, I feel so blessed. Um, I okay. think it's a
2: wonderful <laughs> initiative and um, really, really needed. Yeah, really needed. It's,
0: I feel like it's like a supply and demand thing. Like people are asking yep. me very personal questions, like I said, and I want to do it in a fun, artistic, creative way with people yep. that I can, you know, because I don't know much. I just, I just listen, and I, and I. You
2: want know a lot.
0: Well, you, you know, know what I mean. Okay. Self degradation. Um, <laughs> it's just it's nice to just talk. It's just nice to chat with with folks like yourself and. Yeah. But thanks so much. And you know, like, I can't wait to do more yoga. I've been um, I ran out of my classes on virtual online. So I'm gonna have to to get going again. Um, It's just hard because I'm in Wakefield to go in person now.
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: But thank you for the virtual. I
2: love seeing you pop in for class. It's it's really wonderful. Thank you.
0: Oh, well, sometimes I get in like, it's like on the wire. And one time, the the thing wouldn't let me book in because it was like 859. Oh, it was no. like too late to get in, and I had all set up everything. The kids were all taken care of, and I was all ready, so I ended up doing it in my own practice, but Aww. it was just, it was funny, because I was like, wow, the computer is like right on,
1: 8. Well, next
2: time, phone, because they can make it happen at the front desk, so.
1: All right, cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're a few minutes late, they can make it happen.
0: <laughs> That's Awesome. That's awesome. I love technology. <laughs> well, thanks so much. I guess that's oh, it. Oh,
2: thank you, Derek. Yeah. I can't wait to see more. Thank okay, you. Okay,
0: thanks for your your wisdom and, and and for being so open. It's amazing. My it pleasure.
2: Fun. I've enjoyed it so much. Thank you. Right. Enjoy the rest of your day.
0: You too. Take care.
2: Bye. Bye.